0: Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskaryam Naram Chaiva Narutam Devim Saraswati Pyasam Tato Jayam Mudirey Shri Bhagavatam Canto 1 Chapter 17 Punishment and Reward of Kali Next one. Suta Uvata Tatra Go Raja Panyamanam Anathavati Danda Hastam Chavrishalam Tadrishedri Palanchanam. Suta Goswami said, After reaching that place, Maharaja Pariksit observed that a lower caste Shodra dressed like a king was beating a cow and a bull with a club as if they had no owner. So the, in the principal sign in the age of Kali is that the lower caste shudras that is men without brahminical culture and spiritual initiation will be dressed like administrators or kings and the principal business of such Naugshatriya rulers will be to kill the innocent animals especially the cows and the bulls who shall be unprotected by their masters. And this is something we are seeing today also. Cow slaughter all over the place. Text two Vrisham Mehantam Vepamanam Padekena Sidantam The bull was as white as a white lotus flower. He was terrified. To the Shudra who was beating him and he was so afraid that he was standing on one leg trembling and urinating so the state will be declared as secular all these are a symptoms of Kali so the Shloka translation describes that bull was white as a flower and he was standing on one leg and he was trembling and urinating terribly petrified and terrified the state will be declared as secular or without any particular principle of religion and as a result there will be total indifferences to the principle of religion so whatever I am reading here you will be able to relate to the day to day uh, activities that we are seeing all around the citizens will be free to act as they like without any respect for sadhu or shastra or guru so the bull standing on one leg indicates that principles of religion are gradually diminishing. Text 3 Gamcha Dharma Dinam Brisham Shudra Padahatam Vivatsama Shuvadanam Shamam Although the cow is beneficial because one can draw religious principles from her. She was now rendered poor and calfless, her legs were being beaten by the Shudra and there were tears in her eyes and she was distressed and weak. She was hankering after some grass in the field. The next symptom in the age of Kali is the distressed condition of the cow. Milking the cow means drawing the principles of religion in a liquid form. The great rishis and munis would live only on milk. But in these days what are we doing to the cows? What are our milking procedures? So these are the things that we need to think about. The cow's calf is not only is beautiful to look but it also gives satisfaction to the cow and so she delivers as much milk as possible. But in Kali Yuga the calves are separated from cows as early as possible for purposes which may not be mentioned in these pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. The cow stands with tears in her eyes and the Shudra milkman draws milk from the cow artificially and when there is no milk, the cow is sent to be slaughtered. These greatly sinful acts are responsible for all the troubles in the present society. People do not know what they are doing in the name of economic development. The influence of Kali will keep them in the darkness of ignorance. Despite all endeavours of peace and prosperity, they must try to see the cows and bulls happy in all respects. Now foolish people do not know how one earns happiness by makes the cows and bulls happy, but it is a fact by law of nature. Let us take it from the authority of Srimad Bhagavatam and adopt the principles for the total happiness of the humanity. Text 4 rudaham. Kartaswara Parichitam Megha Ghambiraya Vacha So Maharaja Parikshit well equipped with arrows and bow and seated on a gold embossed chariot spoke to him that is a Shudra and with a deep voice sounding like a thunder. Text 5 Kastvam macharane loke Balaang Dvasya Bali Naradevo Siveshena Natavakkarmanatvija. Oh, who are you? You appear to be strong and yet you dare kill within my protection those who are helpless. By your dress you pose yourself to be a godly man or a king, but your deeds are opposing the principles of the twice-born kshatriyas. So this is what Maharaja Parikshit is telling the guy who is hitting the cow and the bull. So in the age of Kali, everyone is unhappy due to the mal-administration of the state. Text 6 Yastvam danvana Praharan You rogue! Do you dare beat an innocent cow because Lord Krishna and Arjuna, the carrier of Gandhiva bow, are out of sight? Since you are beating the innocent in a secluded place, you are considered a culprit and therefore you deserve to be killed. Text seven. Then he, that is Maharaja Parikshit, asked the bull, Oh, who are you? Are you a bull as white? as a white lotus or are you a demigod you have lost three of your legs and are moving only on one are you some demigod causing us grief in the form of a bull text 8 <speaking in foreign language> Now for the first time in the kingdom, well protected by the arms of the king of the Kuru dynasty, I see you grieving with tears in your eyes. You till now, no one on earth has ever shed tears because of the royal negligence. The protection of the lives of both human beings and the animals is the first and the foremost duty of a government. So a government must not discriminate in such principles. So it is simply horrible for a pure-hearted soul to see organized animal killing by the state in the age of Kali. So Maharaja Parikshit was lamenting for the tears in the eyes of the bull and he was astonished to see such an unprecedented thing in his good kingdom. Men and animals are equally protected as far as life was concerned and that is the way in God's kingdom. Text 9 Masaura beyatrasucho, Vetu chevreshaladhayam, Maro da riram te, Kalana may shastari. O son of Surabi, you lament no longer now. You need not lament anymore. There is no need to fear this low caste Shudra and O oh mother cow, as long as I am living as the ruler and subduer of all envious men, there is no cause for you to cry. Everything will be good for you. This is what Parikshit is telling the bull and the cow. Now protection of bulls and cows and all other animals can be possible only when there is a state ruled by an executive head like Maharaja Parikshit. Maharaja Parikshit is addressing cow as mother for he is cultured and Surabhi is the name of cows which exist in the spiritual planets and are especially reared by Lord Krishna himself. So these cows are called as Surabhi. That is why Maharaja Parikshit is addressing the cow as Surabhi. Text 10 and 11 Yasya Rashe Prajaha Sarva Srayante Sadhya Sadhubihi Matasya mattasya nashyanti, kiti rayur bhar bogatihi, esharagyam parodhar mo, hartana mati nigraha, atayenam vadeshyami, bhuta druham masattamam. O one, the king's good name, duration of life and good rebirth vanish when all kinds of living beings are terrified by miscreants in his kingdom. It is certainly the prime duty of the king to subdue first the sufferings of those who suffer. Therefore, I must kill this most wretched man because he is violent against other living beings. This is what Parikshit tells himself. So when there is some disturbance caused by the wild animals in a village or town or police or other, Others, they take action to kill them. Similarly, it is a duty of the government to kill at once all the bad social elements, such as thieves, dacoits, or murderers. In day-to-day's term, we should also include terrorists. So the same punishment is also due to animal killers because the animals of the state are also Praja. Praja means one who has taken birth in the state, and this includes both men and animals. So any living being who takes birth in a state has the primary right to live under the protection of the king. The jungle animals are also subject to the king and they also have the right to live. So what to speak of domestic animals like cows and bulls? Now any living being if he, if he is terrified, if he terrifies the other living beings is also a most wretched subject and the king should at once kill such a disturbing element. Now, as the wild animal is killed when it creates disturbances, similarly, any man who unnecessarily kills or terrifies the jungle animals or other animals must be punished at once. Text 12. <laughs> He, that is Maharaja Pariksit, repeatedly addressed and questioned the bulls, Thus, O son of Surabhi, who has cut off your three legs? In the state of kings who are obedient to the laws of Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, there is no one unhappy as you. So that is, the kings or the executive heads of all states must know the codes of Lord Krishna, generally Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, and must act accordingly in order to fulfill the mission of human life, which is to make an end to all miseries of material conditions. Now, one who knows the codes of Lord Krishna can achieve this end without any difficulty. Now, in Bhagavad Gita, in synopsis, we can understand the codes of Godhead. And in Srimad Bhagavatam, the same codes are explained further. So in a state where codes of Krishna are followed, no one is unhappy. Where such codes are not followed, the first sign is that the three legs of the representatives of the religion are cut off. And thereby all the miseries will follow. So when Krishna was personally present, the codes of Krishna were being followed without question. But in his absence, such codes are presented in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam for the guidance of the blind persons who happen to be at the helm of affairs. So this seems to be like a primary qualification for any uh, executive head of a state. Knowing Bhagavad Gita and the codes of Srimad Bhagavatam will help him administer the state better. Text 13 Aakya vrisham bhadram vaha gasāṁ Agma Vairupyakartan O Bull, who are offenseless and thoroughly honest, therefore I wish all good to you. Please tell me of the perpetrator of these mutilations which blackmail the reputation the sons of Pritha. The reputation of the reign of Maharaja Ramachandra and that of kings who followed in the footsteps of Maharaja Ramachandra like the Pandavas and their descendants are never to be forgotten because in their kingdom offenseless and honest living beings were never in trouble. Now the bull and the cow are the symbol of most offenseless living beings because even the stool and urine of these animals are utilized to benefit the human society. Now, the descendants of the sons of Pritha, like Maharaja Parikshit were afraid of losing their reputation. That is why he is questioning and feeling bad for the state of this cow and the bull. Text 14. Jane Nagasyagham Yunchan Sarvatosyacha Madhvayam Sadhu Nambhadrame Vasyat Sadhudamane Krite. Whoever causes Offenseless living beings to suffer must fear me anywhere and everywhere in the world. By curbing the dishonest miscreants, one automatically benefits the offenseless. Now the dishonest miscreants flourish because of the cowardly and important executive heads of the state. When these executive heads are strong enough to curb all the sorts of dishonest miscreants in any part of the state, then certainly they cannot flourish. When the miscreants are punished in an exemplary manner, automatically all good fortune follows. As said before, it is the prime duty of the king or the executive head to give protection to all respects of the peaceful and offenseless citizens of the state. Text 15 Ya bhujam sakshat Martasyami an upstart living being who commits offenses by torturing those who are offenseless shall be directly uprooted by me and even though he be a denizen of heaven with armor or decorations so Maharaja Pariksit is challenging the denizens of heaven if they torture the offenseless this means that the state executive head must be as strong as Maharaja Parikshit so that they may be determined to punish the strongest offenders. And it should be the principle of a state executive head that the offender of the courts of God is always punished. Text 16 Rāgyu hi paramo dharmah swadharma sthanupalanam Shastato the supreme duty of the ruling king is to give all protection to the law-abiding persons and to chastise those who stray from the ordinances of the scriptures in ordinary times when there is no emergency. Text 17. Now the Dharma, that is the bull, is answering back. Dharma huvacha yetatvaha pandavyana yukta bhayam Yesam Gunaganaihe Krishnu Dautyadau The personality of religion said These words just spoken by you befit the person of the Pandava dynasty Captivated by the devotional qualities of the Pandavas Even Lord Krishna, the supreme personality of God had performed duties as a messenger So the assurances and challenges made by Maharaja Pariksit are never exaggerations of his real power. The Maharaja said that even the denizens of the heaven could not escape his stringent government if they were violators of religious principles. He was not falsely proud. But for a devotee of the Lord is equally as powerful as the Lord or sometimes more powerful by his grace and any promise made by a devotee though it may be ordinarily very difficult for someone to fulfill is properly executed by the grace of the Lord. So the Pandavas but their unalloyed devotional service and full surrender to Krishna made it possible for Krishna to become a chariot driver and sometimes they letter a messenger. Now such duties executed by Lord for his devotees are always very pleasing to the Lord because the Lord wants to render service to his unalloyed devotee whose life was no other engagement than to serve God with full love and devotion. Text 18 O oh, great among human beings, it is very difficult to ascertain the particular miscreant who has caused our sufferings because we are bewildered by the different opinions of theoretical philosophers. So although bull that is the personality of religion and the cow the personality of earth knew perfectly well that the personality of Kali was the direct cause of their sufferings. Still as devotees of the Lord they knew well also that without the sanction of the Lord no one could inflict trouble upon them. So according to Padma Purana uh, our present trouble is due to the fructifying of the seedling sins but even those seedling sins also gradually fade away by execution of pure devotional service. Thus even if devotees see mischief mongers, they do not accuse them for the sufferings inflicted because they take it for granted that the mischief monger is made to act by some indirect cause and therefore they tolerate the sufferings thinking them to be God given in small doses for otherwise the sufferings would have been greater. Parikshit wanted to get a statement of accusation against the direct mischief monger, but they declined to give it on the above mentioned grounds. Text 19. So some of the philosophers. Who deny all sorts of duality declare that one's self is responsible for his personal happiness and distress. So others say that superhuman powers are responsible while yet others say their activity is responsible and the gross materialists maintain that nature is the ultimate cause. So it depends on we a kind of giving a blame to whatever we are suffering for today. Now, as referred to the above, the philosophers like Jaimini and his philosophers establish that the furative activity is the root cause of all distress and happiness and that even if there is a superior authority, some superhuman powerful gods, he or they are also under the influence of furative activity because they reward result according to one's action. So they say that action is not independent because action is performed by some performer. Therefore, the performer himself is the cause of his own happiness or distress. In Bhagavad Gita also this is confirmed that by one's mind freed from material affection, one can deliver himself from the sufferings of material pangs. So one should not entangle oneself in the matter of mind's material affections. Thus one's own mind is one's friend or enemy in one's material happiness and distress. So it is the mind which we need to train because the mind can be our friend or this monkey mind can be our foe. Text 20 Apratkaryad Mirdesha Didi Keshwapi atra Atranurupam rajarse vimarsha there are also some thinkers who believe that no one can ascertain the cause of distress by argumentation nor know it by imagination nor express it by words o sage amongst kings judge for yourself by thinking over all this with your own intelligence so this is what the king is supposed to Decipher the cause of the misery of the cow and the bull that he sees using his own intelligence. Text 21. Suta Uvacha Yevam Dharma Pravadati Sa Sattamaha Samahitena Manasa Vicheda Parya Chastam. Suta Goswami said, "O best among the Brahmanas." The Emperor Parikshit, thus hearing the personality of religion speak, was fully satisfied and without mistake or regret he gave his reply. Text twenty two Rajuhua Cham Dharma Bravisham Dharmo si vrisharu padrakam Yeda Dharma Kritahastanam Suchakasya Pitadpavet The king said O oh, you who are in the form of a bull you know the truth of religion and you are speaking according to the principle that the destination intended for the perpetrator of irreligious acts is also intended for one who identifies the perpetrator so you are no other than the personality of religion the king comes to this conclusion text 23 Adhava <laughs> Atava, deva mayaya, gati raguchara, sashrapi, Thus it is concluded that the Lord's energies are inconceivable and no one can estimate the mental speculation or by word jugglery. So a question may be raised as to why a devotee should refrain from identifying an actor although he knows definitely that lord is the ultimate doer of everything so whatever whether we are suffering today or whether we are enjoying today the ultimate doer is lord krishna knowing the ultimate doer one should not pose himself as ignorant of the actual performer so to answer this doubt the reply is that the lord also is not directly responsible for everything is done by his deputed maya shakti or the material energy now, the personality of religion knows perfectly well that nothing can take place without the sanction of supreme law, but still he has to put into doubts by the deluding energy and thus he refrained from mentioning the supreme cause. So, this doubtfulness was due to the contamination of both Kali and the material energy. Now, these two things, that is the Maya Shakti and the Kali, these two are the causes of our suffering. So, the whole atmosphere of the age of Kali is magnified by the deluding energy Maya, and the proportion of the measurement is inexplicable. Text 24. TAPHA SHAUCAM DAYA SATYAM MITI PADHA KRITE KRITAHA ADHARMA SHASTRAYO BHAGNAHA SMAYA SANGAM DAISTHAVA This is a very important shloka. Now I was mentioning that the bull was standing with one leg but actually the four legs of bull are supposed to be like if you presume bull to be the symbol of religion then it has four legs what are these four legs tapaha, shaucham, daya and satyam that is tapaha means austerity shaucham means cleanliness daya means mercy and satyam is truthfulness now these four are the four Uh, legs of the principle of religion now in the age of satya that is the truthfulness in the satya yuga your four legs were established by the four principles of austerity, cleanliness mercy and truthfulness so one should have these four but it appears that three of your legs are broken due to the rampant irreligion in the form of pride lust for women and intoxication now these three are the the first uh, symptoms in the age of Kali. That is pride, lust for women and intoxication. The deluding energy of all the material nature can act upon the living beings proportionately in terms of the living beings falling prey to the deluding attraction of Maya. So the more you fall for Maya, the more you are captivated by, by Maya. Now the moths are captivated by the glaring brightness of light and thus they become prey to the fire. Similarly, the deluding energy is always captivating the conditioned souls to become prey to the fire of delusion. And the Vedic scriptures warn the conditioned souls not to become prey to the delusion but to get rid of it. The Lord himself also warns that the deluding power of material energy is too powerful to overcome. But one who completely surrenders onto the Lord can easily do so. But to surrender onto the lotus feet of the Lord is also not very easy. Now such surrender is possible by the persons, by austerity, cleanliness, mercy and truthfulness. So these four qualities one should possess in order to be able to surrender oneself to the lotus feet of the Lord. Now these four principles of advanced civilization were remarkable in the features in the age of Satya. But and in that age, every human was practically a qualified brahmana or paramahamsas, that is, of the highest order, the topmost renounced order. By cultural standing, the human beings were not at all subjected to any deluding energy. Now, such strong men of character were competent enough to get away from the clutches of maya. But gradually, as the basic principles of brahminical culture, namely the austerity, cleanliness, mercy and truthfulness, become curtailed, by the proportionate development of pride, attachment for women and intoxication, then the path of salvation or the path of transcendental bliss retreated so far, far away from the human society. And that's exactly what's happening. Now with the progression of the age of Kali, people are becoming very proud and they are attached to women and intoxication. By the influence of the age of Kali, even a pauper is proud of his penny. Women are also always dressed in an overtly attractive fashion to victimize the minds of men. And the man is addicted to drinking wine, smoking, drinking tea, tobacco etc. Some kind of an addiction. And all these habits or the so called advancement of civilization are the root cause of irreligiosities. And therefore it is not possible to check for corruption, bribery and nepotism. Man cannot check all these evils simply by police vigilance, or he can cure the disease of the mind only by proper medicine, namely advocating the principles of Brahminical culture or the principles of austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness. So, these four qualities have to be developed. So, we must always remember that false pride or too high an estimation of one's own values of life. Undue attachment to women or association with them and intoxication will divert the human civilization from the path of peace. However, much the people clamor for the peace in the world. So this is the uh, purport which is uh, coming out of this particular shloka and it's a very, very important shloka. Text 24 of chapter 17. Now we go to text 25. Idani Dharma Padaste Satyam Nirvata Hetya Taha Tajigham Satyadharmo Yama Kalihi. You are now standing on one leg only, which is your truthfulness and you are somehow or other hobbling along. But the quarrel personified Kali flourishing by deceit is also trying to destroy that one leg. This is what Maharaja Parikshit says. That is, the bull is now standing on one leg, which means that what is that one leg in which the bull is standing? It is truthfulness according to the shloka. That means the Satyam is gone, Shaucham is gone, Daya is gone. It is only standing on one leg, which is truthfulness. But this Kali is trying to destroy that one leg as well. Now the principles of religion do not stand on some dogmas or man-made formulas but they stand on the four primary regulative observances namely as I mentioned in the previous lukha austerity, cleanliness, mercy and truthfulness The mass of people must be taught to practice these principles from childhood Now what is austerity? Austerity means to accept voluntary things which may not be very comfortable for the body but it is conducive for spiritual realization. For example, fasting. Fasting twice or four times a month is a sort of austerity which may be voluntarily accepted for spiritual realization only. You cannot use fasting for some other purposes as we see in in day to day newspapers fasting is supposed to be done only for spiritual realization. Similarly, cleanliness is necessary both for the mind and for the body. Simply bodily cleanliness may help to some extent but cleanliness of the mind is necessary and it is ne- it's affected by glorifying the supreme lord. So no one can cleanse the accumulated mental dust without glorifying the supreme lord. So if you look at a Godless civilization, it cannot cleanse the mind because it has no idea of God. And for this simple reason, people under such a civilization cannot have good qualifications, however materially equipped they may be. We have to see things by the resultant action. The resultant action of human civilization in the age of Kali is dissatisfaction. Everybody is dissatisfied. So everyone is anxious to get peace of mind. So this peace of mind was complete in the Satya Yuga that is Satya Age because all these four attributes were there in human beings. Gradually these attributes were diminished in Treta Yuga to three-fourths and in the Dwapara Yuga to half and in the age of Kali one-fourth which is gradually diminishing on account of prevailing untruthfulness. So by pride either artificial or real the resultant action of austerity is spoiled. By too much of affection for female association, cleanliness is spoiled. By too much addiction to intoxication, mercy is spoiled. And by too much lying propaganda, the truthfulness is spoiled. So, the revival of Bhagavata Dharma can only save the human civilization from falling prey to the evils of all description. Svityam Naram Chaiva Narutam Deviam Saraswati Vyasam Tatu Jaya Mudira Srimad Bhagavatam Canto one chapter seventeen text twenty-six Iamcha Bhumir so, the burden of earth was certainly diminished by the personality of Godhead and by others as well. So, when He was present as an incarnation, that is when Krishna was present as an incarnation, all good was performed because of His auspicious footprints. Text 27 shukala Shudra Bhokshanti mamiti So now she, the chaste one, being unfortunately forsaken by the personality of Godhead, laments her future with tears in her eyes. For now she is being ruled and enjoyed by lower-class men who pose as rulers. So here when we say she, we mean Mata Prithvi, Mother Earth. The Kshatriya, the man who is qualified to protect the sufferers, is meant to rule the state. Untrained lower class men or men without ambition to protect the sufferers cannot be placed on the seat of an administrator. Unfortunately, in the age of Kali, the lower class men, that is without any training, occupy the post of a ruler by strength of popular votes and instead of protecting the sufferers such men will create situation which will be quite intolerable for everyone. So such rulers illegally gratify themselves at the cost of all comforts of the citizens and thus the chaste mother earth cries to see the pitiable condition of her sons, both men and animals. So that is the future of the world in the age of Kali when irreligiosity prevails mostly prominently and in the absence of a suitable king to curb the irreligious tendencies, educating the people systematically in the teaching of Srimad Bhagavatam will clear up this hazy atmosphere of corruption, bribery, blackmail, etc. So that is the only way. Text 28 Iti dharma mahi chaiva So Maharaja Pariksit who could fight 1000 enemies single-handedly thus pacified the personality of religion and the earth. Then he took up his sharp sword to kill the personality of Kali who is the cause of all irreligion. So the personality of Kali is he who deliberately commits all sinful acts which are forbidden in the revealed scriptures. So anybody who does that is the incarnation of Kali. This age of Kali will certainly be full of all activities of Kali. But this does not mean that the leaders of the society, the executive heads, the learned and the intelligent men or above all the devotees of Lord should sit down quietly and become callous to the reactions to the age of, of, the age of Kali. Now, in the rainy season, certainly there will be profuse rainfalls, but that does not mean that men should not take means to protect themselves from the rains. Therefore, the administrators should not simply pass resolutions for anti-corruptional steps, but they must be ready to uh, kind of fight this with sharp swords to kill the persons, creating corruptions from the angle of vision of recognized shastras. The administrators cannot prevent corrupt activities by allowing wine shops. They must stop at once, close all shops of intoxicating drugs and wine and force punishment even by death for those who indulge in these habits of intoxication of all description. That is a way of stopping the activities of Kali as exhibited herein by Maharaja Parikshit, who is the Maharatha. Text 29 Tam abhi pretya vihaya shirasa So when personality of Kali understood that king was willing to kill him, he at once abandoned the dress of a king and under the pressure of fear completely surrendered to him bowing his head. So that is the little translation of text 29. That is, the royal dress of personality of Kali is artificial. So the royal dress is suitable for a king or a Kshatriya. But when a lower class man artificially dresses himself as a king, his real identity is disclosed by challenge of a bona fide Kshatriya like Maharaja Parikshit. A real Kshatriya never surrenders. He accepts the challenge of his rival Kshatriya and he fights either to die or to win. Surrender is unknown to real Kshatriya, but in the age of Kali, there are so many pretenders dressed and posed like administrators or executive heads, but their real identity is disclosed when they are challenged by a real Kshatriya. Therefore, when the artificially dressed personality of Kali saw that to fight Maharaja Parikshit was beyond his ability, he bowed down his head like a subordinate and gave up his royal dress. Text 30 So Maharaja Parikshit, who was qualified to accept surrender and worthy of being sung in history, did not kill the poor surrendered and fallen Kali, but smiled compassionately for he was so kind to the poor. So even an ordinary Kshatriya does not kill a surrendered person. So what to speak of Maharaja Parikshit, who was by nature so compassionate and kind to the poor. He was smiling because the artificially dressed Kali had disclosed his identity as a lower class man. And he was thinking how ironic it was that although no one was saved from his sharp sword when he decided to kill the poor low-class Kali was spared by his timely surrender. Maharaja Parikshit's glory and kindness are therefore sung in history. He was a kind of compassionate emperor, fully worthy of accepting surrender even from his enemy. See that is the most important point, accepting the surrender even from his enemy. Thus the personality of Kali was saved by the wind of providence. Text thirty one Rajo Uach Nate Gudha Kesha Yashodharana Bantanale Bai Vayamastikin Chit Navartitavyam Vabata Katamchan Ketre Madia Tuam Adharma Banduhu The king thus said We have inherited the fame of Arjuna. Gudhakesha is the name of Arjuna he is called Gudhakesha because he won over sleep therefore you have surrendered yourself with folded hands you need not fear for your life but you cannot remain in my kingdom for you are the friend of irreligion this is what the king tells Kali now the personality of Kali who is the friend of all kind of irreligiosities may be excused if he surrenders but in all circumstances he cannot be allowed to live as a citizen in any part of the welfare state. Now the Pandavas were interested representatives of the personality of Godhead, not Sri Krishna who practically brought into being the battle of Kurukshetra but it was not for any of his personal interest. He wanted an ideal king like Maharaja Yudhishthira and his descendants like Maharaja Parikshit to rule the world. Therefore. A responsible king like Maharaja Parikshit could not allow the friend of irreligiosity to flourish in his kingdom at the cost of good fame of the Pandavas. So the friends of irreligiosity should also be banished from the state. That is a message we get and that will save the state from corruption. Text 32 Tuam Vartamanam Naradeva Dehe Anupravrato Yam lobho amho, jeshta so the translation of this shloka is that if the personality of Kali, irreligion, is allowed to act as a man-god or an executive head, certainly the irreligious principles like greed, falsehood, robbery, incivility, Treasury, misfortune, cheating, quarrel and vanity will abound. So I have already mentioned the four principles of religion in the earlier shlokas that is austerity, cleanliness, mercy and truthfulness. So these are the four principles and these are represented as four legs of the bull that we we saw in the earlier chapter. So these are already discussed. So there is no need to turn from Hindu to Mohammedan to Christian or some other faith and thus become a renegade and not follow the principles of religion. The Bhagavatam religion urges following the principles of religion. So principles of religion are not dogmas or regulative principles of a certain faith. Such regulative principles may be different in terms of time and place concerned. So in the age of Kali the executive heads of the state will be indifferent to these religious principles and therefore under their patronage the opponents of religious principles such as greed, falsehood, cheating and pilfery will naturally follow and so therefore there will not be any meaning of you know propaganda crying to stop the corruption in the state. Text 33 Na Therefore, O friend of irreligion, you do not deserve to remain in a place where experts perform sacrifices according to truth and religious principles for the satisfaction of supreme personality of Godhead. So this is what Maharaja Parikshit tells Kali that you don't deserve to stay in these places. So here we have this word called Yagyeshwara. Yagyeshwara is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he is the beneficiary of all kinds of sacrificial ceremonies. Now such sacrificial ceremonies are prescribed differently in scriptures for different ages. Now in other words sacrifice means to accept the supremacy of lord and thereby perform acts by which the lord may be satisfied in all aspects. So working towards the satisfaction of Lord Shri Krishna is sacrifice and this terms of sacrifice is different for different ages. Now as we are in Kali Yuga the only form of sacrifice that is possible by us in this Yuga is Nama Sankirtana. The easiest thing to do is to chant the Holy Names of the Lord. So that is the most important sacrifice which is prescribed for Kali Yuga, which all of us can practice very easily doing our day-to-day chores. Now any place or country where supremacy of the Lord is accepted and thus sacrifices performed is called as Brahmavarta. Now there are different countries in different parts of the world and each and every country may have different types of sacrifice to please the Supreme Lord. But the central point in pleasing Him is ascertained in Bhagavatam and that is truthfulness. So being true, being that is satyam, following the principles of truthfulness is the most, most basic thing that one should follow in life. Now, the basic principle of religion is truthfulness and that is the ultimate goal of all the religions to satisfy the Lord. Satyam, that is Nerme, this is all we want, being true in whatever we do. Now, in the age of Kali, as I told you, the greatest common formula of of sacrifice is Sankirtna Yajna. Now, that is the opinion of experts who know how to propagate the process of this Yajna And Lord Chaitanya preached this method of Yajna and it is understood that from this verse that the sacrificial method of Sankirtana Yajna may be performed anywhere and everywhere in order to drive away the personality of Kali and save the human society from falling prey in the influence of this age. So Nama Sankirtanam is the only way to go about and there are no rules to do Nama Sankirtanam. Anybody and everybody can do it anywhere and everywhere. Text 34 Yasmin Harir Bhagavan Ijjamana Ijjatma Murtir Yajatamsha Tanoti Kaman amoghan Sirajanghamanam Antar Bahir Vayur Ivaisha Atma. In all sacrificial ceremonies, although sometimes a demigod is worshipped, the Supreme Lord, personality of Godhead is worshipped because he is the super soul of everyone and exists both inside and outside like the air. Thus it is he only who awards all welfare to the worshipper. It is even sometimes seen that demigods like Indra and Chandra were worshipped and offered sacrificial awards. Yet the rewards of such sacrifices are awarded to the worshipper of the Supreme Lord and It is the Lord only who can offer all welfare to the worshipper. In Bhagavad Gita chapter 9, uh, shloka 23, the Lord himself confirms this in the following shloka. Whatever a man may sacrifice to other gods, O son of Kunti, is really meant for me alone, but it is offered with true understanding. Text 35 Suta Uacha Parikshitai Vamadishtaha Sa Kalir Jata Vepatuhu Tam Udhyasim Ahedam Dandapanim Ivodhyatam Sri Suta Goswami said, The personality of Kali, thus being ordered by Maharaja Parikshit, began to tremble in fear seeing the king before him like yamaraja ready to kill him kali spoke to king as follows now parikshit the king was ready to kill the personality of kali at once as soon as he disobeyed his order and personality of kali also after attempting to get rid of the punishment in various ways decided that he must surrender onto him there was no other way and thus he began to tremble with fear for his life now the king's order must be obeyed Otherwise, the culprit's life is in risk. That is the way to rule the personalities of Kali, who create disturbance in normal life of the state citizens. Text 36 Kali Ruacha Vata Vatsyami bhauma Tavagya Lakshaye Tatra Tava Pi Sharasanam. O, Your Majesty, though I may live anywhere and everywhere under Your order, I shall but see you with bow and arrows wherever I look. This is what Kali is telling Maharaja Pariksit. Now the personality of Kali could see that Maharaja Pariksit was the emperor of all lands all over the world. So thus anywhere he might live, he would have to meet with the same mood of the king. The personality of Kali was meant for mischief. And Maharaja Pariksit was meant for subduing all kinds of mischief mongers especially the personality of Kali. So it was better therefore for the personality of Kali to have been killed by the king then but there instead of being killed elsewhere. He was after all a surrendered soul before the king and it was for the king to do what was required. Text 37 Tarmek dharma britham shresta sthanam nirdheshtu marhasi yatraiva niyato vatsya Therefore, O chief amongst the protectors of religion, please fix some place for me where I can live permanently under the protection of your government. Now the personality of Kali addressed Maharaja Parikshit as a chief amongst the protectors of religiosity because the king refrained from killing a person who surrendered onto him. Text 38 suta Uvachal Abhyarthi tasthada tasmai sthanani kalaye dadau Dyutam Panam Striyam suna yatra adharma chatur vidah. Suta Goswami said Maharaja Parikshit thus being petitioned by the personality of Kali gave him permission to reside in places where gambling drinking, prostitution and animal slaughter were performed. So these four places are first given to Kali allotted to Kali for his presence. That is Dhyutam, Panam, striam, Suna. That is gambling, drinking, prostitution and animal slaughter. So wherever these four activities are performed, the Kali's presence can be felt in those places. Now the basic principles of irreligiosity such as pride, prostitution, intoxication and falsehood counteract the four principles of religion. What are the four principles of religion? Have a code word AMCT, austerity, cleanliness, mercy and truthfulness, ACMT. ACMT, austerity, cleanliness, mercy, truthfulness. So these are the four principles of religion. The personality of Kali was given permission to live in four places particularly mentioned by the king, namely the place of gambling, the place of prostitution, the place of drinking and place of animal slaughter text 39 jata roopa madat prabhu tatto nritam madam rajo vairamcha panchamam so the kali is asking for something more the personality of kali said because of his begging the king gave him permission to live where there is gold because wherever there is gold there is also falsity intoxication lust, enemy and enmity and envy. So all the five are there falsity, intoxication, lust, envy and enmity. So Kali is not satisfied by the four places which was allotted to him. Hmm. He wants a fifth place and that fifth place is vairam that is wherever there is enmity. So there you have the presence of Kali. So although Maharaja Parikshit gave Kali permission to live in four places, it was very difficult for him to find such places in the reign of Maharaja Pariksit because there was no such place. So Kali asked, asked the king to give him something more practical which could be utilized for his nefarious purposes. Maharaja Pariksit thus gave him permission to live in a place where there is gold because wherever there is gold, there are all the above mentioned four things and over and above them there is enmity also that is vairam so the personality of kali becomes gold standardized so according to Srimad Bhagavatam gold encourages falsity, intoxication prostitution, envy and enmity text 40 amuni Panchastanani ya adharma prabhava kalihi Auta rehe nadattani Thus the personality of Kali, by the directions of Maharaja Parikshit, the son of Uttara, was allowed to live in those five places. So what are those five places? The place of gambling, the place of prostitution, the place of animal slaughter and drinking. And along with this, the fifth place is where there is a lot of dealings of gold. So these are the five places which has been given by Maharaja Parikshit to Kali. So thus the age of Kali began with gold standardization. And therefore falsity, intoxication, animal slaughter and prostitution are rampant all over the world still. Text 41 Ataythani thani na sevethi. Therefore, whoever decides progressive well being, especially kings. Religionists, public leaders, Brahmanas and sannyasis should never come in contact with the four above-mentioned irreligious principles. Let me again repeat gambling, drinking, prostitution and animal slaughter. So the Brahmanas, the re, the people who are well-read, public leaders, sannyasis, and kings and religionists should never come near these four above-mentioned irreligious principles. The Brahmanas are the religious preceptors for all other castes and thus and the sannyasis are the spiritual masters for all the castes and orders of society. So also are the king and the public leaders who are responsible for the material welfare of people. So the progressive religionists and those who are responsible human beings are those who do not want to spoil their valuable human lives. And they should refrain from all principles of irreligiosity, especially the illicit connection with women. Now if a Brahmana is not truthful, then so all his claims as a Brahmana at once become null and void, isn't it? If a sannyasi is illicitly connected with a woman, all his claims as a sannyasi at once becomes false. And this is something we see so much in our day-to-day lives. Similarly, if the king and a public leader are unnecessarily proud or habituated to drinking and smoking, these are things that we so, see so commonly these days, certainly they become disqualified to discharge the public welfare activities. Truthfulness is the basic principle of all religions. So the four leaders of the human society, namely the sannyasis, the brahmana, the king and the public leader. Must be tested crucially by their character and qualification. Text 42 Vrishasya Nashtram streem Padam tapah Shaucham Cha Dayamatihi Pratisandhapda ashvasya Mahim Cha Samavardhayat. So, thereafter, the king re established the lost legs of the personality of religion, that is, the bull. And by encouraging activities, he sufficiently improved the conditions of the earth. So by designing particular places for personality of Kali, Maharaja Parikshit practically cheated Kali. Now in presence of Kali, Dharma which is in the shape of a bull and the earth in the shape of a cow, he could actually estimate the general condition of his kingdom. And therefore, he at once took proper steps to re-establish the legs of the bull, namely austerity, cleanliness, mercy and truthfulness. And for the general benefit of people of the world, he saw that the gold stock might be employed for stabilization. So Maharaja Parikshit, like his grandfather Arjuna, collected all the illicit gold which was kept for propensities of Kali and employed all of it in Sangeetia, Sangeetna Yajna as per the instruction of Srimad Bhagavatam Now, once accumulated wealth as per Srimad Bhagavatam may be divided into three parts for distribution, namely 50% should go for the service of the Lord, 25% for his family members and 25% for personal necessities. So, if one could spend 50% for the service of the Lord or for the propagation of spiritual knowledge in the society by way of Sankirtna Yajna, so that is the maximum display of human mercy. So, therefore, uh, people of the world in general are in darkness regarding spiritual knowledge. Not many of them are actually into Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam or reading any of these spiritual scriptures these days simply because they are so caught up in this world of Maya. Especially in regard to devotional service, the progress is very minuscule. So therefore, to propagate the systematic transcendental knowledge of devotional service is the greatest mercy that one can show in this world. So when everyone is taught to sacrifice 50% of his accumulated gold for Lord's service, certainly the austerity, cleanliness and mercy automatically will ensue and thus the last three legs of the personality of religion are automatically established. Text 43 and 44 (laughs) Sa esha etarhyadhyastha asanam parthivochitam pita panyastham. The most fortunate emperor Maharaja Parikshit who was entrusted with the kingdom of Hastinapura by Maharaja Yudhishthira and he decided to retire to the forest is now ruling the world with great success due to His being glorified by the deeds of the kings of the Kuru dynasty. So therefore, the principles of Maharaja Parikshit can still be continued and the human society can still be improved if there is determination by the authorities. We can still purge out from the state all activities of immorality introduced by the personality of Kali. And if we are determined to take action like Maharaja Parikshit, he allotted some place for Kali. But in fact, Kali could not find such places in the world at all because Maharaja Parikshit was strictly vigilant to see that there are no places for gambling, drinking, prostitution and animal slaughter. So this was in a way of cheating of Kali by Maharaja Parikshit. First allotting certain places for him and making sure that such places don't exist. So that is the way to drive out Kali from this Yuga. Text 45. Itam Bhutanu Bhavoyam Abhimanyu Suto Yasya Pala Yataha Yuyam Satraya Dikshitaha Maharaja Parikshit, the son of Abhimanyu, is so experienced that by dint of his expert administration and patronage, it has been possible for you to perform a sacrifice as this. The Brahmanas and Sanyasis are expert in spiritual advancement of society, the Kshatriyas or the administrators are expert in material peace and prosperity of human society. So both of them are the pillars of all happiness. Therefore, they are meant for full cooperation for common welfare. Maharaja Parikshit was experienced enough to drive away Kali from his field of activities and therefore make the state receptive to spiritual enlightenment. So if the common people are not receptive, it is very difficult to impress upon them the necessity of spiritual enlightenment. Austerity, cleanliness, mercy, truthfulness A C M T, the basic principles of religion prepare the ground for the reception of advancement in spiritual knowledge and Maharaja Parikshit made this favorable condition possible. Thus, we end the first canto 17th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Punishment and Reward of Kali.